So if you try something new and you feel overwhelmed, that's because you're actually in a state of learning. It's not because there's something wrong. If you want to make an impact on thousands or millions of people, you have to expand and you have to expand your scale and your scope, right? I want to make the world a better place. I want to help shift people into higher levels of health and expressing them their best selves. I can feel people's potential and I want to help that come into fruition. That's exciting for me. My passion is helping people heal. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home. Here at Fearless Inspiration. A lot of it is following your intuition. You find something that you like, that inspires you, that makes you laugh, that engages you, that gives you joy. And then you do that thing, whether that's learning how to do it first, and then you start working on it and you take steps. Take that first step and then use your intuition to find out what the next step is and then the next step and the next step and the next step. And over time, opportunities will come up. You'll meet people. They'll give you ideas. You'll go, huh, that's just what I was thinking last week. And then that's a confirmation from the universe. Okay, let's go look at that. And today's guest is Ariel Hubbard, founder of The Women Power Zone, author, CEO, and educator and practitioner in the world of the healing arts. Thanks for joining us today, Ariel. Where are you calling from? Thank you. I am from Seattle, Washington area in the United States, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks for your time. And now I've got a bit more on your background in a moment, but to get straight to the inspiration, can you tell me who inspires you most and why? You know who inspires me most are entrepreneurs because they have to create something from nothing. And they have to do it with dedication, discipline, perseverance, guts. Yes. Um, they have pour their heart and soul into their business. And they create something that all of us can benefit from. You know, I was thinking about restaurant owners during the pandemic. Those people had to completely change their business model with no warning. And they had to manifest and create the money to make that happen on extremely short notice. And they weren't bringing in enough income to support those changes. So they had to do that from a sheer force of will. So entrepreneurs really impress me. I've been an entrepreneur. I'm starting year 27 pretty soon. And I interact with a lot of entrepreneurs from a whole different variety of businesses. And they're truly inspiring people. It's, it's amazing what they do and what they create. It's awesome. Yeah. And I've recently started on the entrepreneurship journey and I've now got a lot more respect for people who are entrepreneurs because it's not as easy as <laughs> I thought it might no, be. It's not as easy as you'd think. It requires you to be resilient, persistent, have courage to trust that things are going to be okay. And I mean, a lot of us had a really rough time during the pandemic, right? So we've had to, you know, draw on a lot of those qualities that, you know, when you talk about inspiration and having a positive attitude and hope, you have to draw on those reserves, especially during difficult times. It's definitely interesting and challenging. <laughs> and you kind of marry the, the two worlds together of the entrepreneurship and more healing and massage and energy work. So that's an, an interesting mix. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. It is an interesting mix. So a lot of people in my business are not true entrepreneurs. A lot of people in my business are practitioners. They just want to go and help people. They want to you know, do sessions for people or to make them feel better. And that's all well and good. But if you want to make an impact on thousands or millions of people, you have to expand and you have to expand your scale and your scope, right? So an entrepreneur recognizes this and then looks for ways to do that. How can we reach more people? How can we make the world a better place? It's not just about what happens in the treatment room. 
So most people in my business are not like that. They're like, I'd say 99% of people in my field are not like that. It's a 1% of us who actually want to scale up into affect larger groups of people and make a bigger difference. And so I'm one of those people. And I realize that, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I want to help more and more people, which is why I founded Woman Power Zone, actually, because I'm also interested in reaching people who aren't necessarily coming in or want to have a session, but they want to experience something positive, uplifting, healing, you know, growth oriented. We need more of that in this world. We need to listen to positive news. Yeah, and yeah. So that's, that's why I created that, right? No, thank mm-hmm. you. And that's, yeah, part of the reason for me doing uh, Fearless Inspiration. So can you tell us a bit, a bit more about the Women's Power Zone? I'd love to. Now, really, I call it Woman Power Zone. It's not just for women. Men can listen to it too. <laughs> or men could share it with the women that they know in their life. So every week in my, my show, I have a theme, the power of. So in every other episode, I have guests. And then when I'm talking, I teach about different ways to have a better life, to be more empowered. So I have the power of intuition, power of entrepreneurship, boundaries, business, the body, self-care. Every week is a totally different theme. I have some people on who tell some amazing, inspirational and incredible stories about how they dealt with challenges or how they persevered or something that was funny to them, something that was um, interesting to them. And the goal is to just make a positive experience that people can connect with and hear their own stories spoken in the words of people that they may not even know. I think it's nice for us to know that whatever we're going through in our lives, there are other people on the planet experiencing it too. It's not just us, it's other people. I think during the pandemic, a lot of us realized that everyone in the world is going through the same things we're going through in a different way, you know, a different flavor, you know, in a different language, right? But everybody's having the same challenges and then what do people do with that? Once when you have a challenge, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to create with it? You know? And so the podcast is a, a way for people to experience and hear how other people have lived their lives, what they're doing with their lives, where they're going, where they're headed, and also to share some usual, excuse me, helpful information. Not usual information, it's unusual information sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. That giving me a real shot in the arm for, you know validating you know why we do these podcasts that's that's really really wonderful thank you you know Ian, you and i share a mentor and he said some really incredible things and one of the things he said is that we're in people's ears we're there with them on their walks when they're you know cleaning their house or they're driving or they're doing something and we're there to be a support for that person and to i mean he didn't say it that way but that's how i interpreted it you know we're here to make a difference and to provide something that expands somebody's life, right? Yes. And it improves their life experience. At least that's how I interpret it. And I think you did too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. And can you tell me something that you're both good at and enjoy doing? Something that drips out of you, a passion? I love that question. <laughs> it's funny you said it drips out of me because I always say when something's fabulous or incredible or stimulating or enlivening, I always say it's juicy. So what's juicy is growing, transformation, healing. So what I do is because I love all those things, growing, transformation, and healing, I've combined those into my work, which is teaching, writing, doing sessions for people, supporting people, right? But all of that, those are all expressions of my goal. I want to make the world a better place. I want to help shift people into higher levels of health and expressing them their best selves. And so, and I'm an empath, so I can sense what's happening with people emotionally and energetically 
And, and I can tell what's happening with them, where they'd like to heal, where they can heal and where they are going and where they could go in their life. I can feel people's potential and I want to help that come into fruition, help them be that person that they're wanting to become. And that's exciting for me. My passion is helping people heal and transform and become their best selves. I love it. It's fun. Brilliant. No, that's, <laughs> it sounds like a, a superpower. And well, while we're on that, yeah, I saw on your, I think it was your LinkedIn, you mentioned that you like to help energy sensitive people maximize their gifts. So could you tell us a bit more about that? Well, I can, absolutely. And what's interesting about this is that more and more people are becoming energy sensitive. It's not just, you know, 10% anymore. I encounter people in the tech world. I encounter CEOs. I encounter attorneys. I encounter CPAs. Like you'd consider, quote, normal people. They're sensing energy too. It's growing and growing. So what I like to do is I created tools and I call them energy management tools to help people who feel and sense and receive people's energy and help them regulate the input of what they're experiencing, balance, recalibrate, and harmonize their energy system, right? So that they can regulate how much information they receive, because I call it information. So when an empath is moving through their life, right, their energy centers, their chakras are more open than other people so that they can read non-physical energy from people. They can read what's coming in from people, right? So most empaths have an issue, which is lack of awareness. And so they believe that when they're around other people that quote, have negative energy, that they're being drained by that person. But what's really happening is the empath is pulling this person's energy in, they're processing it in their own system, and then they're sending it back. And that's not helpful for them to do that without permission. It also creates karma for them and it creates energetic imbalance in them. So what I do is I teach people tools to regulate how much of that processing they're going to do or want to do and what's appropriate for that person. And then I give them like ways to deal with those things and then to work with their gifts. I give them ways to work with their gifts so that if they need mentorship, they have that. That way they don't feel so out of control. They don't feel uncomfortable, drained, scared, all those things. Instead, if it's a positive experience, it's like, okay, you have these abilities. Now, what are we going to do with them? So I train people for that too. And I'm guessing so far he's mentioned it's a growing number of people who seem to be more empaths. Oh, yeah. Do empaths pretty much definitely know that they are an empath or might some people have something going on that they weren't aware? Usually that- they know. Right. Okay. Sometimes they're not conscious of it. Sometimes they just feel the impact of feeling everyone's energy. They'll say things like, I don't like people. I don't like being around people because they don't feel good kind of thing, but they don't know that they're empaths. Most empaths do know Okay. they're empaths. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm not sure if I am or not. <laughs> oh, of course you are. Yes, you definitely are. I can actually, I can tell when I interact with people, even through Zoom, so fascinating, or on the phone, I can tell by how their energy system interacts with mine. I can tell whether that person is an empath or not by how their auric field and their chakras respond to my energy flow. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you for that. Right. Well, I've lost myself (laughs) (laughs) on that one. Let me think what I was looking at. All right. Yes. So yeah, your background. Obviously, before you're more into the massage itself as a practitioner and energy medicine, but then you've invented your own energy modalities. You've founded a vocational school. You're a public speaker and you've written and co-authored four books and you run many courses on the healing arts for some big companies like uh, American Airlines and 3M. And now you're recently the CEO for Ascend 
CE. So, yes. which I believe is a, a company that helps, yeah, people who are in the healing arts to be, I'm guessing, in this entrepreneurial world that, that you're mentioning. So, could you tell us anything that's inspired you along that whole journey? Oh, gosh. Well, here's the thing you had also asked me another question, and I'll, I'm going to parlay this into the, the question you said is like, what's advice that I could offer people to help them move forward in their lives? So, All of those things you mentioned were steps on my journey. And a lot of it is following your intuition. So what happens is you find something that you like, that inspires you, that makes you laugh, that engages you, that gives you joy, or that you feel really engaged in. Really, wow, I need to do that. Or I really want to focus on that. Or it makes you feel alive. And then you do that thing, whether that's learning how to do it first you know, you learn before you earn as some of our mentors say, right? And then what you do is you learn about it and then you start working on it and you take steps. So I started as an energy sensitive and empath, right? I felt all of this input. That's what I call it because it's information. It is, it's energetic bits of data, right? And then I developed tools to process all that information. And so I was born in the late sixties. So there was almost nothing in writing about this. I would go through libraries looking for things about all this energy medicine stuff. And there was nothing there. There was nothing there. So there started to be some things in the early 80s. And then there started to be some things more and more in the 90s and things. So I started writing my own content, my own books and my own courses, because I knew this stuff was real. And I knew other people needed to get training in it. So I started training people in it, right? Yes. And then over time, I start. I just added courses after courses after courses. I, so I started adding courses. And after that, what happened is more and more people came to me saying, Hey, I need this information. Can you help me? And so then I opened my school and that was an intuitive thing. And then more and more people came. And then I just kept taking one step after another. So now working with this NCE and I'm training professionals to get the information that they need so that they can maintain their licensure. But I also train lay people and I do it at a distance, right? I can do it on Zoom. I do it online. I do that stuff all the time. But it's one of those things where when you have new people or you're new to something and you want to get into it, take that first step and then use your intuition to find out what the next step is and then the next step and the next step and the next step. And over time, opportunities will come up. You'll meet people. They'll give you ideas. You'll go, huh? that's just what I was thinking last week. And then that's a confirmation from the universe. Okay, let's go look at that. And then you start pursuing that. And then you just keep doing that one step. It it really is one step at a time, but it's over a long period of time. And that's how I've created all that. And for me personally, that so it's almost believing or trusting that if you make a step towards the thing that really engages you that you know there will be things come up in time along that journey and you know they may not come up immediately but it's yeah a matter of just having a bit of strength to believe that my name for that is the energy that calls you to be to be who you really are so what happens is i look at it as consciousness so you know your higher consciousness or your higher self knows what your highest and best self is, right? And so here you are, and your higher self knows there's a gap between you as your best and highest self and where you are now. And so your higher self sends you messages, hey, this is what you can do to become me. And it's like a message through time. It's like your developed self sends you messages 
And so you get these little intuitions, you get these feelings, hey, I should contact this person. Oh, I should email that person. Oh, I need to go to lunch with this person or whatever you're getting, right? And then during that conversation, then something comes up, right? And then they give you, they might give you action steps. Hey, you should network with so-and-so and you should contact so-and-so. And so then you follow up with those people and reach out, right? And then what happens is things start to evolve. And so I call it the higher self calling you to be who you are as your highest and best self. And so if you listen to the call, you'll hear or feel, most of us feel it first. Yes. Feel what we need to do. It'll just feel right. It'll feel open. It'll feel free. It'll feel safe. Or if it doesn't feel safe, it's because it's new and our reticular activating system scans for threats, right? So if you feel scared, that's not necessarily bad. It could be, it's a thing that's calling you to get outside your comfort zone. And to get outside your comfort zone, you do need to address fear sometimes and still break through to your next level. And yeah, what I found beautifully in that is that for some reason in my head up until now, any idea of some kind of link to an intuition or a higher purpose or goal, it was kind of an all or nothing end thing. But you were the first one that's broken it down to say, no, it's a little iterative step thing that you can have a relationship oh. with that. That's very helpful for me. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So the thing is, most of the stuff, you know, if you read their books, gosh, I'm trying to remember what that book's called. They're business books and they talk about taking incremental steps. And when you take incremental steps over time and you apply dedication and discipline and you take these steps over time, it's called compound effect. That's the name of the book. I'm trying to remember my bookshelves to my right. So the compound effect talks about that, but that applies to following intuition also. So you little steps every day, each day, and this may be with you too, but when we're learning something new, like learning how to do something new, like for me doing a podcast, right? So you take training, if you take a training and then you have to put all the pieces together and it feels like a shower of information is coming in. Like it's so much information. You could go into overwhelm, but that's a choice. You could say, okay, I'm going to get this information. I'm going to process as much of this as I can. And then I'm going to do what I can when I can and just do something every single day. And then when I do that over time, that will get me the result that I'm looking for. And also not judge myself as I'm going through this learning process, because anytime we grow or do something new, we're in a learning process. So I leave judgment out of it, right? And then I just follow those intuitive steps every day. And that really helps a lot because that keeps you out of your head and out of overwhelm. And that's important. So I'm also a hypnotherapist. And one of the things that my teacher taught me is that confusion is a state of learning. And so what happens is when we step into a new way of being or doing something, And for some of us, if we're wired to be negative, which all human beings are, and for instance, your listeners are learning to be positive. Yes. That's a behavioral change. They need to learn how to change their thinking to step into something that's positive, right? Yes. And to do that, they have to break down and let go of one way of being and step into a new way of being. So when they feel confusion, that's because their neural pathways are being rewired. So literally, confusion is a state of learning. And so literally, it takes a while for those neural patterns to connect in a consistently different way than what they were doing before. So if you try something new and you feel overwhelmed, that's because you're actually in a state of learning. It's not because there's something wrong. And most people think overwhelm is a sign something's wrong, and it's not. It's a state of learning. 
I love that. Right? Yeah, I knew it. This thing, you know, the beauty can come out of chaos, but nobody's convinced me as much as what you've just have done there. So <laughs> thank you. You know, chaos, right? But then people talk about chaos and order and you have chaos and then you get order. And you could say chaos is a lot of new information or ideas of way of doing something and order is reorganizing those things and then making sense of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But in the middle, I am piggybacking the questions with my own because you're such a wise person. Okay, so you're in the middle of that overwhelm, you know, and there's two, I want to do the podcast, I want to do my, this other thing. And somewhere in there, there is the intuition, but maybe, you know, I, I kind of tend to get excited about quite a lot of things. And it probably is almost humanly impossible to do everything that I'm excited about. So I'm guessing if in terms of trying to discern, it's just whatever fuels the, and a lot of that is the head getting in the way instead of letting the intuition be heard, maybe. Yeah, but the thing is, what you're trying to do, if you're excited about a bunch of different things, right? Yeah. I'm doing this backwards and upside down. So if the line isn't straight, that's okay. Yeah. You can do these different things on your timeline in different times. Okay. So I just want to explain. So Ariel's drawn on a piece of paper here, a line across, which is like your timeline of your life, I'm guessing, or part of your life and, and some circles along that. And the circles represent the things you want to do. Like you might you want to do five things at once, but you may not be able to do all of them. What you could do is a cluster of them, like two or three of them. And then six months from now, once you've learned how to do those things, you could do the next circle, which whatever that is, that's interesting to you. And then a year from now, you could do the next project, which is, you know, whatever that is for you. So what happens though, intuitively is a lot of times you'll get information for two or three things because they're interrelated and connected to each other. So you can apply that for both of those projects at the same time. So this is a more, I hate to use labels, but it's a less linear way of doing things than a lot of people say, you do one thing at a time from step A to step Z. And that's not how I do my life. I do clusters of activities or projects because they're interconnected with each other. So you do that, that cluster and then you learn how to do that and master that. Then you do another cluster. Because when I had my school, I mean, I've written 10,000 pages of courseware. That's a lot of material. And a lot of times I had to write classes while I was teaching them. I had the information in my head, but I had to get it down on paper. So I teach a class, write for the next class, teach a class, write for the next class. And that's how I did that because I knew what I needed to teach. I just needed to get it out. So people had something to look at while they're taking their class. Once I had that done, I started on the next class. I've written, I think over 130 courses in consciousness, energy, medicine, massage, but other things too, like the meridians and being an empath and empath empowerment and all those things. And that's how I did it. I would do it, you know, as when the need came up, but also just being in tune in touch with your intuition, you'll get information. It will come a lot faster than if you try to stay in your rational mind. It's a lot easier that way. Yes. Thank you. That is so good. We've hardly got started with Ariel. There's so much more to come next week when our chat continues, speaking about pets, energy in buildings, and what lights you up. But today's top 10 hits of inspiration from Ariel are 1. Get inspired by entrepreneurs who create from nothing with such dedication. 2. Get inspired by doing stuff like Ariel was, helping people who just want to focus on helping other people to be up their entrepreneurial side. Is that how you can help people? Three, get inspired by hearing the words of what you may be thinking about a particular topic, but spoken by someone you may not know. But if they're in a similar situation to you, it can allow you to feel a connection. 
for. Get inspired by considering if you are one of the growing number of people who are becoming energy sensitive. 5. Get inspired by learning to follow your intuition on what deeply brings you joy and engagement to start taking little steps towards this. 6. Get inspired by writing books and courses on what you love. 7. Get so inspired that the journey along what your higher self is guiding you towards is a long-term project with many little evolving steps so you can have patience with it. 8. It's a choice whether to be overwhelmed. You could say, just let me take in as much as I can and then I'm going to take a pragmatic action every day of what I can when I can and have the confidence that this will get you the result you want. 9. Confusion is a state of learning. It's when your neural pathways are being rewired, when you're letting go of an old way of being and stepping into a new one. And finally, 10. If you're getting masses of exciting project ideas, you can spread them out along a little timeline diagram of this part of your life. Spread them into little clusters of two or three aligned items. This can help clear your head. Looking forward to continuing the chat with Ariel next week. See you soon. Thanks, Ben Sound, for the music.